Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. One-Off Gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you want to try me, you don't need a cheap code. Contact is who I be to you. It's Mr. Heat. Bro, legendary adversary, flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan, I got dragon balls, I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing out. Put me on the map, one of gamers who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief, epic to say the least. Contain the hero, better etch that in your memory. And so the one up gaming for the show. And we're here, One Up Gaming, episode 155. It's me, David, with Chris and Matt. Hello. Hey, what's up? It's great, there's a, a Skype time difference. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, do you know when I come to edit the podcast? It's glorious, because like, when we're talking normally, it doesn't feel like there's that much of a gap between start the sentence, finish the sentence, then someone else taking over. But when yeah. you come in to do the edit... I have to take out a, like a second after each person speaks, <laughs> which is quite funny. Those awkward silences just dripping in, just playing disturbed in the background. It is the sound of silence. <laughs> Matt, you spoiled the joke there when he was saying awkward silences. Oh, we were no. supposed to be silent for like ten seconds. No, no, yeah, no, fine. thanks, Matt. Thank you. No, Matt. no, I didn't ruin it. You know what? I didn't ruin it. I added disturbed, and when you add disturbed to anything, it instantly becomes better. Is that that? David, I, I, think, David, David I think they've Powell. done a remake of a song and I think it was done really well. Yeah, Sound yeah. of Silence. Yeah. I was actually listening to... I think it was on Radio 2 when they played it and it was like really good. Yeah. I was going to say, I quite like Disturbed, so I'm not going to talk more about them. Actually, yeah, we that, could be here a while. Is it on iTunes, that song? Because I might buy it. Like, you two carry on for a second. Stop derailing. Yeah, I'm not derailing. Uh, welcome to the One Up Gaming Disturbed podcast. Uh-huh. I'm your host, Chris Barron. Yeah, nama nama. How would you reckon you'd find this song? Put... Uh, well, first of all, you type in Disturbed on iTunes. Disturbed, that, that seems like a logical silence. step. That, that claim up first. Ladies and gentlemen, David cannot use technology. I can, just not well. So what do we do again? Oh yeah, we review stuff. Oh, uh, okay. There's the normal version or the deluxe version, they're both 99p. Alright. I can't advise you on that, I'll be honest. Splurge, buy yourself something nice. <laughs> deluxe me. So that's four minutes and eight... In the collector's edition. They're both four minutes and eight, so I just buy a song. I can't believe they're like a pound each now. Yeah, it's horrible. Didn't they used to be 79p? Are we seriously going to start talking about the fact that iTunes has upped their ratings? I don't know, have we started the podcast? Because we are just derailing the hell out of this thing. That's alright, don't worry. Derailing the intro. I I bought bought the song, there we go. There we go. (laughs) Alright, there we go, sweet. There we go. We got some background tunes. No, because then I wouldn't be able to monetize the podcast. Oh, true. Then copyright. So much copyright. Well, we're talking about random crap. I've had another email, and Take Two have requested that I take down the Grand Theft Auto 4 poster from our Etsy store. That's huh. two companies that have told us we can't sell stuff. I mean, that probably makes sense, I'm not going to lie. But it's, it doesn't have their logo or nothing on. Yeah, but they own the rights to the characters and the world so I, mean, I could understand the half-life one because it does have like the half-life symbol logo on the it's suit it's got the lambda symbol really yeah. god damn 
I don't know. I just paid the guy to design him. Dude. I don't bloody know. <laughs> but no one else has said anything, so... It's alright. As soon as Sega notices, you will get bitch-slapped with a copyright. No, I don't think... I think... I mean, look at Etsy. How many things can you buy with Sega and Sonic and... I don't know, but... I don't... To say, trust Sega to do something insane, you know. Considering how fast Sonic is, do you reckon when he gets diarrhea, it just goes... Just runs right I don't really. I don't. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to contemplate this. We had pebble dashing last week. Let's not return to the subject. I know this seems to be a recurring topic. It's, no, it's David's recurring topic. The rest of us are actually, you know, not okay with this. Uh, I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> David's over obsession with pebble dashing. It's great. You look at the wall and no, just shut see. Up. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up. I've got to do decorating this week. You've got to do the intro. This is the intro. Dear God. I tell you what, who wants to do the sponsored link this week? Because you have a nice voice, you can do it again. I don't believe that is true, but sure. Hit me up, David. Just go for it. Where is it? <laughs> in the chat, in the chat. No, it, it's on the, the Google Doc at the top. Oh, God, it doesn't well. help anybody. <laughs> it does because he feels so it. prepared. <laughs> All right, here we go. The prepared 1UP Gaming podcast. It's okay, I'll edit it down. The intro will be like four seconds. Oh, for God's sake. Alright. This week, we are sponsored by Audible. Want to listen to free and interesting books? Try the Audible 30 Days Trial. And join Audible today. You can enjoy your first listen on us for free. Of course, if you don't like your audiobook, then you can exchange it for another free. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.audibletrial.com slash O-U-G. Try the Audible 30 Days Trial right now. Yeah. Did I not, or did I, sound like a commercial? You did sound like a commercial. Brilliant. It's like it could be made more dramatic by going, on this podcast, only on this podcast, can Audible. That is why I need a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounded pretty cool. Coming to you, this podcast, an Audible offer, only available if you listen to this podcast. Okay, we'll just brag about your microphone then. Just some of us don't have it. It's fine. <laughs> Oh no, my, my microphone is magical, I love it. So what do you use then, Chris? Is it just... Uh, my laptop. Just built in? Yeah, it's pretty sad. But to be fair, it doesn't sound that bad. It might just be because you don't... I think normally when you don't have a microphone, it sounds a lot echoey, but yours isn't, doesn't sound echoey. Yeah, I think my room's got decent acoustics. Like, I used to film in here a lot. It's just full of shit <laughs> to absorb. Yeah, unlike mine. I mean, to be fair, I've only got... Because mine's an empty room after the flood. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I've still got a decorate. I've got loads of paint in the corner. It's just so hard to do. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. It hasn't happened in a few months, so... What was this? That backstory, David, got flooded. You got um, flooded? I have a video somewhere. Ah, here we go. If I send you this over Skype, they can... Have a look at that. I'm, I'm not sure when that was. That. Just in the middle of the podcast, downloading videos. Don't mind us, guys. Don't mind us. Basically, the first time it happened, sort of like in the spare bedroom that we don't use, the water was streaming out from where the light is in the middle of the room. Yeah. And yeah. all around the walls was just completely soddened, and the bed was oh, soaked. And, and then... 
I went upstairs, knocked on his door. It took about 10 minutes for someone to answer. I thought they were foreign because they didn't speak. Yeah, they were just like, uh... And then I said, I do that's have... Not even a, that's not even a foreign language. They've just mumbled <laughs> at you. I know. And do you know when the old water tanks, when they're on, you can hear the no- it, that noise. It makes that really high-pitched sort of like noise. Yeah. You could hear that from the room. So I was just like, do you have water running? And they're like, water? Like, yes, do you have water running? And he just looked at me and went, oh, and like walked off and turned the tap off. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks for that, mate. And then he just walked past and shut the door. Nice. Then we were waiting uh, about a month or so for it to dry out to get the people in to redecorate. And then the day before they were due to come in, it happened again. So yeah, they said, oh, we, we can't do anything. It has to dry out again. And then yeah. when, I, when I called them to come and redo it, they said, oh, we're not doing it. It's a liability. We're not paying for it to be done if the guy's still upstairs. Yeah. All right. So I've got to do it now. And then I got all the stuff ready. And then I was going to do it. And then all of a sudden it started pissing through again. Knocked on his door. No one answered. Called the the non-emergency police number just to sort of say, our, our flat's flooded like hell. Um, all the electric's gone off because it's gone through the electrics. The guy's not answering his door. What do we do? And they were like, you can't call us. We can't do anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, thanks. So I called the plumber's number and I went outside waiting for the plumber and there was a police car that drove by. So I waved him down and just said, look, is there anything you guys can do if, you know, and they came in, knocked on the door. No one answered still. So it was about a good 20 minutes, half an hour of people banging on his door. Then the plumber came in and he basically just said, oh, he looked in our flat and said, right, it, it's got to stop because that's really bad. Yeah. And he went upstairs, removed the door frame, sliced through his lock and just pushed the door through. And the police went in and just sort of looked around and said, ah, oh, he's passed out on drugs on the floor. The hell? And so, I mean, like, why the hell do you think, oh, it's a good idea, I'll run a bath and then take a load of drugs? Yeah, no, that is probably not intelligent at all. So, and then the icing on the cake, literally about two, three days later... Someone knocked on our front door. I, I looked through the keyhole and it, it was the guy who lives above <coughs> us. I opened the door thinking he would apologise. Nah. But nah, he's I, a guy, does he? I opened the door and he was like, why were you knocking on my door the other day? I was like, and then I had to think, is it that guy that lives there? I was like, what, what door? He was like, I, I live above you. I was like, well, you flooded the place out. He was like, no. And I opened my door and I showed him like, the damage to the room. He <laughs> just kind of went, look, the moisture. You know, and he was like, I wasn't ruining a bath. No, I wasn't ruining water. I was like, well, obviously you were, because the police went in and turned the tap off. <laughs> and he just, he just looked at me and just walked off. I was like... This is, oh, my God. This basically, is he, had, he had like a sudden ex- existential crisis and just kind of went, nope. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. It's like, I'm not going to scream and shout at you, but you're a dick. Yeah, no. Wow, that like, is tragic. That is the most passive-aggressive way of telling someone to go fuck off and die in a hole. That's brilliant. But the problem like, is... Listen, you're a dick. The big problem is, in the area that I'm in, I mean, if you keep yourself to yourself, it's fine, but if you go around calling people dicks, you'll probably get stabbed. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not particularly. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Anyone who lives in the UK is currently listening to the podcast, you can completely back David upon this. 
It's the fact that I live in Glasgow. Okay, anyone living in Glasgow can back David up on this. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, there was the police round from the flats just literally just two metres away from us. And (laughs) it turns out that there was like a, I think he was about 30, I'm not sure, but he was like, not old, you know, like a guy. And there was loads of police round, they all swamped the place, they all barricaded all the entrances, the flats. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that what they said was he fell out of the window and died on the out you know on the actual it's all the flats it leads to like an internal internal stairway no 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 not a stairway it's like where you put your washing it's like like an outside sort of like oh right yeah yeah right cement sort of place where it's got a couple of trees and whatever so it looks quite nice and he fell out of his window or fell through his window <laughs> onto the cement outside and died Jesus. Yeah, but that'll kill you. People were saying that he was pushed through the window and murdered. Okay, can we get back to the podcast? <laughs> oh so. my god, yeah. Actually, I just realised. <laughs> like, completely zoned out. I was like, oh yeah, we're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast rather than talking Not about just potential people murder. murdered in Glasgow. To be fair, though, I think that's probably the most interesting intros we've done for a while. What, Gla- Glaswegian <laughs> we murder? We rely on shock value now. <laughs> Glaswegian murder and that intro I did about Audible. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to have to listen to that song in a bit. I'm holding my phone up. Sounds right. I've holding my phone up and I just remembered. I don't. Don't play it in the background. Copyright. Copyright. We can talk over it. No, we can't. Don't do that. No. That's what Radio Two do. Um. Yes, but the difference is we're not the BB fucking C. That's very true. If we were, then yes, we could get away with it because we'd be paying the copyright owners a large sum of money. But we don't have large sums of money. <laughs> Chris? Yeah? <laughs> what What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Let's jump straight into it. All right. Let's not I'm meander around at all. Don't go cry in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What have I been playing? Um, I've only been playing one game this week, and that would be Digimon Cybersloth. Ooh. Um, David, you had a pretty weird reaction when you saw that I've been playing Digimon before. Why? What, what is your judgment of Digimon? Are you 12? It, 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 on the inside, probably. I mean, you can say that. You can make that comment. But, you know, you can still play Ratchet and Clank. That's meant for kids. I think that's still a fun-ass game. Pokemon. Again, Pokemon are you, are you 12? A fun-ass game. These are good games, man. Just because they, uh, they have like little animated characters doesn't mean they're not good. If you were 16, I'd let it slide. But I think... At nearly 20, you're saying it's not okay? <laughs> what you're forgetting is, I'm 35. That's like 15 years ago when I'd be playing those sort of games. <laughs> In a world where one man doesn't appreciate good video games, his decade and a half of inexperience with decent video games will hey, shine through on Sega one Sega Rally is amazing. No, it isn't. Oh, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Alright, alright, so let me tell you why I've been playing Digimon then, right? There is there is reasoning behind it. Firstly, nostalgia. Digimon was like, that was my childhood, man. Like, watching Digimon, watching Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, man. When I was like 10, yeah, when I was like 10, man, that was yeah. that was, that was the shit. I can respect that. And so... I don't I think I've that was ever like... watched an episode of Digimon or Pokemon or... I can't... Well, like you say, man, you're like, you're like 15 years older than me, man, like... 
You you were twenty five when I was watching that shit. <laughs> I can't watch them nowadays simply because like I've come to appreciate how bad the voice acting is and it's awful. Oh yeah, no, the voice acting in this game is pretty bad as well. To be fair, <laughs> what well, um, games aren't really? <laughs> but I mean, I think the thing is, it's like um, it plays kind of like a like a persona. Mm. Uh, so you kind of run around like you're playing as this like dude. You're a, you're you're what is known as a cyber sleuth. That, so, that makes sense. It's in the title of the game. Exactly. I know. Little little link there. Um, and basically, you go around and solve digital crime. So I think I got about four hours in, and like I did stuff like some some really weird guy, and like people have weird names in this game. Like you walk up to a character, and it'll be like Frank. suspicious man. No, nah, it's not even names. It's like <laughs> suspicious man, overly aggressive man. Like these are character names. That's um, probably so, because it's Japanese. Yeah, made, exactly. And they just exactly. we don't know what people's names are, so we'll just David, shut up. All right, yeah. <laughs> so no, so I mean, you jump in, and it's like you have missions. Like I went up to suspicious man, and he had a game-breaking bug. So I went into his phone. Me and my Digimon fought another Digimon in his phone, and then I came up. There were no bugs anymore in the game on his phone. Right. Okay. So it's 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 a pretty weird one. I mean, I kind of I think the main reason I like it is the nostalgia side of things and like seeing these characters I grew up with. Uh, the gameplay is here's the thing. I I was playing Digimon Cyber Sleuth last night and I rage quit a game for the first time in like five years. Oh my god! Because this game is the easiest game like i got through like four yeah four hours four and a half hours no issues at all i just kept building my team up like evolving them making them stronger getting new abilities all that kind of stuff it was cool the fights were damn easy so i was like i'm gonna chuck it on hard difficulty and i put it on hard um start playing get to a level and i'm like okay yeah, it's, it's a little bit harder now and i lose and i lose a battle and I'm like, it's cool, man. Like, I'll just go back to the, the closest autosave. Like, it'll probably chuck me right before the battle or, like, at the beginning of the stage or whatever. That's cool. It threw me onto the home screen. And I was like, what? What's going on? I, I clicked on continue. It had my manual save from three hours before. <laughs> the game doesn't fucking autosave. Oh, my and God. And at no point, at no point did the game say to me, Hey man, there's no fucking autosave. Save often. No, By the way, I lost. I lost one battle, and I got sent back three hours. I ha- I'd lost like all the bloody Digimon I'd collected and like powered up. Like it was all fucking gone. I was like, fuck this game. Holy Controller shit. went at the wall. <laughs> That's I like, bad. I like the game now. <laughs> you liked. It. So I have mixed feelings. I've got now mixed feelings of nostalgia and then pure hatred. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. That is a poor system at best. Auto-saving is an absolute godsend in games. Well, I mean, it's just, it's it's a thing you just take for granted now. You know, you just expect it to be there. And, and as that's I say, they said... It, forewarned, yeah. Exactly, and at the beginning of the game, they were like, hey man, this is how you save. But I was like, that's cool, I'll do that every now and again. But I was like, if I lose a battle, it's going to send me to the beginning of the stage at worst. Like, it's not going to send me to the bloody home screen. Jesus. Like, it felt like a bloody um, retro arcade game, you know, where you die and it's just, that's it, game over, restart. I like the way you call it a retro arcade game. To me, that's just an arcade game. <laughs> uh... Once again, 
15 years of difference. <laughs> retro, retro to me is the PS1. To me, that was the future. Retro to me is like exactly. the spectrum. <laughs> no, no, you've just got rocks. David's just got rocks that he bashes together and it's, makes it fun. smashing rocks into one another, and it was like, yeah, that's my nostalgia. Fuck Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I had sticks and rocks. That's all you need. What did you do on a weekend? I beat smaller children. I played with hoops and sticks. <laughs> Is that all you've been playing, Chris? <laughs> yeah, man. That's all I've been playing. Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Nine out of ten. <laughs> in that case, I'm going to talk about Salt and Sanctuary now, and you're all going to enjoy it. Go for it. it, man. Go for it. It's essentially a 2D Dark Souls, and it's lovely, and it's great. <laughs> It's bizarre because it throws in really, really hardcore platforming as well, but the game itself is built around this singular 2D plane and doesn't dick around with 2.5D or 3 Oh, there's a pause there. Yep. In such a manner. It oh. welcomes in like the, the other Souls hey, Matt, players. doesn't alienate Matt, the newer ones. Matt, what? Are, are you good, man? Yes. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't just have a stroke there, mate? <laughs> what? Your, your, your connection <laughs> glitched, man. Are you kidding me? No, mid-sentence, it was just like... Oh. And we just got a real lovely little stroke-looking face of you. Oh, God. I could save that picture and put it up online. If you do, I'll sue you for slander. <laughs> anyway, Salt and Sanctuary... That's not as slander, say, that's real. Liable. That's No, that's only if you do something that's not, it's not true. Just don't put it up, all right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, Salt and Sanctuary is... A wonderful, stylized, extremely stylized version of 2D Dark Souls, and it operates around this idea that you know you're going to die, and it knows you're going to die. So it throws a lot of mixed challenges at you. It doesn't directly just go, kind of go, "Oh, look, the biggest thing you could fight." Here you go, and that's why I think it works. It doesn't try too hard to be difficult. It gives you a fair challenge that is challenging, right? And it's also really, really fun to play because it's quite rewarding in how it actually... I don't know, the mechanics are... They are completely taken from FromSoft. And I can completely respect Scar Studios and Team Renegade Radio for doing what they've done because they have actually successfully captured what makes the Souls series so enjoyable as a 2D platformer with hardcore elements. And it's actually really, really impressive because a lot of other games have tried to do that but yeah. only made like shallower copies that are just like hard for the hard sake. Yeah. Um, but Salt and Sanctuary is really, really fun. And it's not just that. It's the fact that the story and the lore are all very in-depth as well. They're equally as rich as the previously mentioned Souls series. And there's also a lot of... There's a hell of a lot of callbacks as well. So if you played any of the games, you'd be sat there going, oh, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. It's actually quite nice. Okay. But no, uh, Salt and Sanctuary is is wonderful. And it's also extremely successful um, in my terms because it's not that demanding on any PC you play it on. Yeah. It's an extremely low requirement game and it, there's very little issues with it despite the fact it's only come out about a week ago. So it's actually, so when you say it's only come out, is that Salt and Sanctuary, it's been on kind of uh, early access for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's been officially released about 11 days ago. Right, okay. It got officially released about 11 days ago. Yeah. Um, but the the product that is available to the market now is actually really well done. It's like, like, I didn't play any of the early access versions, but the full version is absolutely incredible. 
I don't know how far it's come in comparison, but the product that they're pushing now um, on Steam is getting a hell of a lot of attention. It's very, very well made. Yeah. So, Salt Sanctuary is definitely worth a look at if you like um, platformers that will make you tear your hair out occasionally. Um, it's also definitely worth a look at if you've played, if you're a fan of FromSoft, because it's a similar style in the sense that the music's quite nice, the visuals are very grungy and very, very pretty in a very, very sort of gothic and depraved way, but they're not too overbearing in, in the sense that it's just kind of greyed out stuff that looks very dead. Mm. And it's quite nice. David, do you want to chip in this? I feel like you're dying now there. He's dead. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that's one of the things that I kind of... Uh, get kind of fed up with in a lot of games is the fact that they are like there still are so many games that are so drab and like just dark and like one dimensional in their color palette mm. like uh, that's one of the reasons why I like Digimon Cyber Sleuth Crash Heavy Edition uh, because uh, like it's just so colorful and I mean I know it's a kids game well I mean I don't even want to call it a kids game because I mean like maybe I, it's I targeted at, it's targeted at younger people but it's still enjoyable for someone who is my age like it you know and I don't know. I just love the I love the the bright color palette of it. Like it's cool. No, I completely agree. It's just that th- this manages to be a grimly toned game without having grim tones, and I really really yes. like it. So it's got the tone without kind of like the drabness. Pretty much, yeah. It's got a lot of vibrancy to it, and there's a lot of variation in the environments, the enemies you encounter, and the bosses. Oh my god, the bosses are glorious. Yeah. Like. It's the one thing that um, does, like RPGs and Souls games in particular excel at having enjoyable, memorable boss fights because they're not necessarily difficult. They're more just like they're unique in the sense that you look at it and go, "Well, that's terrifying." Um, and Salt and Sanctuary does that perfectly. Yeah, uh, but like with, within the first hour of playing this, I was just absolutely hundred percent hooked. It's yeah. insane how immersive this thing is as well. I've never, I don't think I've come across an RPG like this since maybe like Fallout, Fallout like three. Really? In the sense that it, it just it draws you in completely because you feel the need to continue onwards and like you don't even want to cheat at this point. You just want to find out what happens next and where it goes and what you encounter. It's just really, really rewarding and enjoyable to play. Uh-huh. So, and essentially. Play it. Like, if anyone's listening, just play, play it. it. It's worth playing. Get on it. Yeah. It's co- it costs, currently costs 12, no, on, it currently costs 13 quid on Steam, but honestly, even if that price tag puts you off, it's 100% worth it. Yeah. I'd completely defend that price tag because it is, for the amount of content you're paying for, from the sheer amount of, I don't know, the, the amount of content and the amount of um, enjoyment you get out of playing this is definitely worth it if you're not able to get your hands on Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne. Okay, well, fair enough. Would you say if someone had Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne, is it worth buying? Absolutely. I've got. I've to kind got, of play, would you say it's worth playing instead of those? Uh, not instead, no, but it's, it's definitely a good distraction if you're not able to play something that is Souls-related, if you're a fan of Souls. Yeah, okay. Because it, it captures that same sort of feel. It's kind of... It's a bit grim, but at the same time, you feel like you're cutting through a bigger challenge, and it's really fun. 
Yeah, all right, fair enough. David. Yes. What have you been playing, man? So I guess the first game that I would like to mention is called Tabletop Racing, and it's in a similar vein to, like, do you know the old Micro Machines, where you race around like a pool table or a kitchen table and things like that? Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. similar to that sort of game where you're racing like little matchbox sort of cars, little fake cars. Right. But the perspective's much more like a real sort of racing game where it's behind the car. Right. So it actually looks quite weird with the scale of like the rooms that you're racing around in. And it's quite fun. It's a cheap sort of like £15 sort of game, I think. It was on the Games for, not Games for Gold, it was on the PS Plus sort of games okay. and I think it's just come out today on Steam as well so I think you can buy it from a few places now and it, it's fun it's a fun little time consumer it's a fun it's cool it's good yeah then I have had a quick go on I want to be human and when I say a quick go one of our reviewers got a code for it and he was saying that he's got a bug where it won't work the controls are reversed and so I thought the controls I, are reversed yeah, I, I don't quite understand what it was on about. But I sort of like bought it and downloaded it, and it seemed to work fine for me. It's right. like a platform, side-scrolling platform game with shooting elements. And okay. It, it seemed quite fun. I mean, I only literally turned it on just to test with the control pad, see if it worked. And But yeah, I mean, I, I could see myself putting a few more hours into that. It was quite a fun little game. Yeah, okay, I mean, I got sent the Dead Island collection... I don't know what it's officially called, but I'll just call it that. Right. And it, you get, like, Dead Island, Dead Island Riptide, and then Dead Island Retro Summit. Retro? Yeah, yeah there's, like, a... From it's the, a random game. From the back of the box, it looks like a side-scrolling sort of 2D game. Really? Wow. Yeah. But I, I put the disc in. and it, do. it installed. I went That's to awesome. play it, and it loaded up Dead Island, which is like, oh, that's fine. But nowhere can I find where Dead Island Riptide is or the retro game is. It just boots right. up to the actual original game. In fairness, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it's probably not, not a bad thing, because Riptide is... Nah. That's, that's the one that I haven't played. But Riptide is very nah. Yeah, but I need to play that to review the game. <laughs> okay, it's a fair point. <laughs> it's the same as like, I got sent codes to do videos for... It was like an old 80s flying game, like the Red Baron and Red Baron 2. Oh, wow. And it also included Red Baron HD, which is like a, a modern remake of it. Yeah. But I could not work out anywhere to find how you get to the HD version. It just loads up to the original every time. Huh, that's weird. But, I mean, I don't play... I mean, I can understand on PC, because I don't do PC stuff, so I don't know where you go. It might be in a separate subfolder or something stupid. Yeah, I am with you on that front. But on the PlayStation, it should have... Either load up to a screen that says Dead Island Collection, what game do you want to play, 1, 2, or the retro one? Yeah. Or it should install three separate files for you to click on. Yeah. But at the moment, it's just got one picture, which is the original Dead Island that just loads up to Dead Island. And I can't work it out. You mail them? I can't be bothered with that just yet. To be fair, this was when I finished work this morning, just while I was waiting... It's when I spoke to Simon from Roll7. So I just turned it on for a few hours and was just hitting zombies in the face, which is always fun. Kicking zombies in the face is usually a solution to everything, yes. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. And Do also, the, 
the leg animations on Dead Island never cease to make me giggle because your leg goes from that to that in about half a second. Yeah, but you just, want it, you want it, you want it quick, don't you? Yeah, no, but it's not even. Like, you don't even bend your leg. You just kind of go. Duh. You don't need to bend your leg. It's just there itself. What? I'm, I'm pretty sure to kick someone in the chest is you need to bend your knee. No. Oh. Have you ever kicked someone in the chest, David? Yeah. <laughs> I can somewhat guarantee you that you yeah. haven't, and I can also inform you thusly that you do need, in fact, need to bend your knee. No, I just, I just love that it's like, David, have you kicked someone in the chest before? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Totally, yeah. The last thing that I want to talk about is, again, my little NVIDIA Shield TV. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's really good. Magical 4K. I've actually been playing that more than the PS4 and the Xbox One. Oh, Christ. Really? Yeah. I love the... I've completely blanked on the name of it. I always blank on bloody names and stuff. It's Vector Unit. They do the racing game where you're on water with jet skis sort of thing. Like an arcade sort of game. It's on yeah. mobile and PS4, Xbox One, loads of all. And it, it's playable on that. And oh, I love that game so much. And But what I've been using it the last few days... Is I don't know if you guys are aware of Cody. It's no. like a, a program where, I mean, yes, I have Fox TV and I have all the other bits and bobs through, like Now TV and that. But I yeah. don't actually have. I think in the UK you have to have BT, the TV service from BT, to actually get the AMC <laughs> TV channel, which is that's where the Fear of the Walking Dead is exclusive in the UK. Right. So I don't have their box, and I don't subscribe to their service. Right. So I can't watch Fear the Walking Dead. But Cody... You like Fear the Walking Dead? It's not very good, but... It's nowhere near as good as normal Walking Dead. (sighs) Yeah. It's got weird. Both of them have just got a bit weird. Anyway, as you were saying about the service. Yeah, you basically just go on to it. It's got, like, a screen that just says photos, videos, you know, like, like... you can connect it to your home network and you can actually just stream stuff through your home network. Yeah. Or you can download some programs which might not be quite legal and okay. you can actually just go onto it and just say what's being added new. Like the other day I watched the Marvel Captain America movie. Right, the new one? Yeah. Okay. And no spoilers, no spoilers. Don't worry. Have I, you not seen it yet? No. No. Oh. I got oh, five minutes into good. it, fell asleep, woke up half an hour into it and turned it off. Wow. Alright. Yeah, I can't sit and watch things anymore. I just With all due respect that means nothing to me because your opinion on Marvel is Oh no. Um Marvel movies I quite enjoy. But it's just the See, fact... I'm the opposite. I'm I'm actually not a big Marvel fan at all. I don't I don't, you know, watch them too much and I love Civil War. Mm, I need to see it. Wait <laughs> out of all the Marvel movies, I didn't like Iron Man Three. Really? I thought that was one of the better ones. I didn't mm. like the original Captain America. No, no, that, no, that was crap. Yeah. Understandable. And I didn't like the second Avengers movie. No, I'm with you on that as well. I quite liked Age of Ultron. And a lot it of people was... said they hated Ant-Man, but I really enjoyed that. I thought I he, he played it no, really well. And from what I can gather, he's one of the better things in the Civil War, the Ant-Man. Right. Yeah, he is actually. He's really good in Civil War, yeah. Is it Paul Rudd? Yeah. Yeah, I think he plays it really well by being just like, oh my god, these are really great people and I'm stood with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
starstruck sort of thing. Yeah, it's quite it's quite funny in the trailer. But yes, I mean that's I've just been watching Fear the Walking Dead on that, and it's perfect. It streams amazingly well. Yeah, it's got a feature on there which I don't know if you guys can remember an old. Oh God, I completely blanked on the name of it now again. But there was like a, you could buy a box and and you could basically pay like ten pound a month. And it was like a streaming service where you could rent games. And it was like like Redbox. No, it was like uh, not something like PlayStation Now or anything. It's more like PlayStation Now where it's you stream the game, you don't download it. Right. But it was a good two three year ago when they sort of first started the technology and then. Sony got involved because I thought it was the future. And then Microsoft said, no, we'll just emulate our old machine. Yeah, and completely stuffed them up with that. (laughs) Yeah. But it's got a a service like that where it's $7.99. But unfortunately, the game selection is quite limited. Right. I think the newest game they've got is the reboot of Tomb Raider. Right. You know, so the games are a couple of years old. But it, it works fine. I mean, I was going to... And another thing, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it's got... Same as like the Xbox and the PS4, it's got built-in Twitch streaming capabilities. Right. So you can like, okay. that's how I streamed out the Sega Rally stuff. You just load the game up, hold down one of the buttons on the pad, it loads up to like a screen that sort of says like microphone, headset, screen. Yeah. Take a picture, record video, or live stream. And you just click on it, then it just you just put your details in, and it just automatically streams out to Twitch. Okay. Which for a tiny little box, it's like a hundred and fifty quid. I think it's quite ingenious. No, it's not bad at all. So I would easily recommend the little. Um, I was just saying now TV, but I'll, I tell you, it might come up in the news section. But have you guys heard that Microsoft are going to be doing like a little Xbox streaming box? No, that doesn't surprise me though. No, I had not heard that, no. Oh, alright then. It might not be coming up in the news then, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I've been... You say a streaming box? Yeah, they're making four new consoles for end of this year to next year. Yeah, no, I I heard I heard they were making two new consoles. You say four? Yeah. Jeez, alright. So, should we move on into the next section? Yeah, into news? Yeah, we can do that, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll just go straight into news. So, Chris, what news is news that's news? What news is news that's news? Um, okay, first thing I thought we could uh, discuss today uh, is that apparently uh, Ready at Dawn, the guys behind The Order 1886, um, they're going to be announcing their next game uh, next week. Is it going to be a long cutscene? Well, here's a, here's a, here's a weird thing, because I, I was like, I was thinking, what could it be? Because it... Seems too soon to be like a sequel to the Order eighteen eighty six. I mean, that only came out a year ago. It was because so, Sony on that name. Exactly, and apparently uh, the game that's going to be announced is uh, it's uh, in partnership with uh, GameStop's new publishing department. I would oh, guess really? like a fifteen twenty dollar game. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, they've GameStop's like uh, publishing publishing studio Game Trust. Um, trust us. We know yeah, what we're trust doing. Us. 
like the the only thing I think I've heard that they've announced so far is they've got that deal with Insomniac and they're making that game Song of the Deep, the little submarine game, which like it's weird to me because it looks like a real cheap, like not I don't want to say cheap as in bad, but like a kind of lower priced indie game that you'd pick up off the PSN, and it's like a full retail game. Mm. So I mean, is Ready at Dawn gonna make some kind of smaller, you know, two D or you know? Uh, couple hour title, but then GameStop's gonna make it like a full, like full physical release. Well, I think that's what they're doing now, ain't it? I mean, you can actually get the Rocket League as a full game release now. Really? Can you? Yeah, well, you can in the UK. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. we obviously have not reached that level of. And it's like Oli Oli. There's the Oli Oli sort of like mega ultimate collection where you yeah, get like one, yeah. one and two in in a in a box set. Which, you know, so it looks like a lot of them, they are going down that route of doing box release, yeah. like indie games. Which I can understand, if you get a loyal following, people want to actually have something to hold. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's weird if they're doing the boxed game at the same time as, you know, you'd think you'd need to have a following before you know if anyone wants to buy it or not. That's true. Yeah, I actually have a small piece of news for once. I thought you were going to say you have a small penis. No. Go I have on. a small piece of news, David. <laughs> All right. The new trailer for um, the next day Sex game has actually dropped, and quite frankly, I am excited. Yeah? Because Human Revolution was fantastic, and EDO Software did a hell of a job in compilation with Square Enix to produce something that was fantastically done. And I'm quite happy that they're reusing Adam Jensen as a character because I quite liked Adam Jensen. Okay. Thankfully, they've got the same cast as well. They've got the same voice actor and everything. But the trailer itself looks absolutely fucking fantastic. Don't forget to breathe. I'm freaking coughed though. No, I mean I never played Human Revolution. I mean it looked personally for me it looked kind of weird because it was it it had this weird like I I looked at trailers for it and I was like. When is it third person? When is it first person? I, I could never you tell. You get used to the shift. So, I mean, when does it shift? Um, your first person, whenever you're going around and shooting stuff, it goes to third person when you're in cover, which makes total sense when you think about it. Because when you're in cover in first person, you can't see. But Can you this, shoot this in cover, is, though? Can you shoot while you're in cover? Oh, yeah. So you can you have third person shooting and you have first person shooting. Yep. Okay. It's actually quite a neat shift. There's no like there's no distinctive lag or lack of accuracy between the two. Right. It's actually incredibly smooth, and I think it's one of the one of the only times I've ever played something where the shift between first and third hasn't been awkward as all hell. Yeah. Because if you play something like Fallout, and you play in third, your reticles over there somewhere, and you just like, where am I even aiming right now? But on yeah. uh, Human Revolution, it's pretty pinpoint as to where you point the thing and then the thing will shoot the thing. It's right. actually really well done. But I'm really excited for the game itself because there was a lot of stuff in Human Revolution uh, story-wise that wasn't ex- fully explained. And I really, really hope that they fully cover it and uh, flesh it out in um, Mankind Divided. Is it Mankind Divided? Okay. Sounds yeah. right. Ah, it's, it's, it looks really, really good. I mean, the original one is a game, like a lot of games, where I've bought the game, but I never opened it from the wrapper. You've never played it? No. But you own it? Yeah. Fair enough. 
I don't use my, my Xbox 360 anymore. Yeah. I don't know, just I think for me when Human Revolution came around, the as I say, like I just I couldn't get a feel for what it was, like the switch between third and first person, and then I heard that uh, the game itself uh, offered like so many options, so many ways to tackle like a certain mission, and then you would get to the boss fight, and there would just be kind of like an unfair one way to tackle it kind of deal. Yeah, but that's because the like basically a different developer sort of like made the, exactly. the boss fights. Yeah, I heard that. So I mean, I heard a big thing in this new one is the fact that they're going to be trying looking. They're going to try look at how uh, they can incorporate that kind of like fluidity and having options into the boss fights themselves as well. So I mean. If they can do that in a really cool manner, then that might be enough to kind of get me a little bit hyped. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why. I, 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 I guess because I'm not a PC gamer, the that name hasn't really got any cash with me. So I think Deus Ex, it was one of the games of the century on the PC when it originally came out. The original one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And then like when this new one came out, I just thought it looks really gold and black and... Oh yeah, the colouring was in a league of its own. It was ridiculous. The toning was just black, gold. Do you like variants of black and gold? Because that's what you're getting. Every time, Matt, every time I just think you're going to have a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> you're sliding. You, if I do, mate. I'll let you know. <laughs> Is it that bad? Um, it, dr- it drops in and out, mate. Oh, God. But it's funny. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't want to have a stroke on like a podcast. That's not funny. <laughs> it might get the ratings up. How how will one of the presenters having a stroke on the podcast bring the ratings up? People like drama. Yeah. But they can't even see the drama. It's me just stuttering. I'm recording it. I've got you in the corner of recording. That, I can just doesn't... edit together all your stroke effects. No, please don't. No, don't ever say that again. <laughs> First of all, don't ever say that again. Second of all, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next piece of news. Uh... Did either of you guys see the new Ghost Recon trailer? No. No. Uh, okay, so a new trailer... Is it, is it called uh, Badlands? Wildlands. Oh, that's close. <laughs> What's Badlands? I have no idea. Badlands is like an iOS game I've heard of. Maybe. There's that many games um, that sound very similar. I know, I know. Badlands, Borderlands, Wildlands. Um, but anyway, so a new trailer dropped uh, this week, I think, for Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um... I was really pumped for this game when they first announced it, uh, because uh, it looked absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it, oh, it kind of oh, looked, CG it, trailers do. Yeah, exactly. Well, they showed gameplay, but... Um, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's Ubisoft. So, I mean, they showed gameplay, and they it looked like The Division, but in, like, basically traveling the whole world. You know, you're not just stuck in New York. And they dropped this new trailer, and, I mean, it could just be me... But I sat there the whole time thinking this looks once again so much worse than the initial reveal. Um, like you know, like when I first saw the the trailer at E3 last year, I looked at it and I went, "Wow, that is stunning. That is next gen." And then, like when the division kind of like resurfaced again after like its initial kind of uh, couple of videos, I looked at it and I went, "That looks worse than stuff that's already out." Like. Uh, it just, it wasn't very impressive. It, it looked, once again, like it went looking from something like really, really cool uh, and kind of different to now looking very generic, like very, your typical third-person shooter. Well, I mean, do you not also think it might be the fact that they showed the game off like two years too early? So 
when they showed the game off, it was like, wow, that looks amazing. But by the time it does come out, other games have had two years to actually come out and look amazing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you there. Because, I mean, I think, like, Ubisoft has a real problem with announcing things too early, like, years too early. And I think that's why, like, we haven't heard anything about Watch Dogs 2. I think they'll announce that at E3, that's and I think that'll be out the at the end of the year. Exactly. Like, that's probably for the best. It's like, um... It's like uh, Fallout 4, for example, right? Mm. I got my hands on Fallout 4. It was a good game. It didn't blow me away. I didn't think it was a great game. I didn't think graphically or mechanics-wise it did anything that blew me away. Reason, though, that it still had all the hype is because there was only about five, six months between when they announced it, showed that one video, showed nothing else, let people get interested, and then they just put it out there. Everyone bought it, and then after everyone bought it, people actually started going, hey, this is good, but... Okay, it's not amazing. I tell you what, if you listen back to the podcast about, it must have been about episode 70-something, so I don't know when that is, about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. I was talking to Ryan, who was our big Fallout fan, and I was telling him about all the features of Fallout 4 because I'd played it, but I wasn't allowed to say at the time. Yeah. So I had to cut the the podcast sort of like quite down that week. (laughs) But yeah, I was going through all the features that we... You know, I basically said that it doesn't look that much better. It doesn't play that different, but they've added no. bits and bobs. I will say yeah. one thing, though. Do you know the the building mechanic that they, they put in? Yeah. That wasn't in the build I played, so they must have just quickly added that in. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, I think, like, to Fallout's credit, like, they were able to hide a lot of that through the fact that there was only six months between the announcement and the release, you yeah. know? I always think that with games... There should be, at most, a year between reveal and release. Yeah, a year, a year and a half is kind of, that's alright. Once you hit the two, once it's been like over a year and a half since I've heard about this game, I feel like I've already played it. Okay, so when you re- have a game that's due out in, even if it's over a year, you have to have the reveal. And then, it's like ukulele, they basically did the Kickstarter and then they've been silent for nearly a year, and now they've just come back with some more information and more screenshots. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like Mighty Number no. 9's just done that. They've just released a new trailer, and it's just like, I feel like I played that a year ago. Well, that, that's supposed to have come out like a year or two years ago. It was supposed to come out two years ago, something like that. <laughs> I've emailed off see if I can get a code for it, but I'm not, I'm not holding out much hope. Yeah, they, they seem pretty, like, I'd love to play it, because I played all the old Mega Man games, but I just, uh, that game seems like... Uh, the process of making that game seems like a mess. Yeah, I, I don't... But from what I could gather, even like two years ago, the single player was complete. It was the multiplayer things they added in that couldn't get working. Yeah, well, they said like it was the scoreboard, so they delayed the game for scoreboards and stuff like that. And it's like, that is not why people want to play a Mega Man spiritual successor. Mm. And then the also said that the 3DS and the Vita versions are delayed, which I'm yeah. not sure if they'll ever come out. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of delays, uh, the final piece of news we had down for this week is that um, allegedly No Man's Sky has been delayed. Oh, no. So, what was that? What was the original date? June something? June June 21st? 21st? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was June E3, wasn't it? Just after E3. Yeah, yeah. so Kotaku put out a report um, saying that there's not been any official any official word, but they're saying allegedly, from what they've heard, um, the game is going to be delayed till late July, late August. 
so, I mean, only maybe a month, two months, but I mean, uh, the kind of story's been going around. I think IGN picked it up as well. Um, but No Man's Sky's developer, uh, they haven't said anything. Um, and Sony hasn't said anything. So, I mean, it's kind of up in the air of whether that, that's like, kind of true or not. But when's the last time Sony's actually mentioned anything that they're doing? Everyone's talking about the PlayStation Neo as if it's true, but Sony haven't confirmed it. Exactly, and that's a that's a big thing. Like, I feel like there's so many kind of rumors that end up just with people thinking they're facts. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. So, is that it? Yep. Uh, that's all we had down for the news this week. Right, I think that'll do. So, hey, it might be about an hour long. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah, man, got through it. Got through it at a good pace. And even though we had a mental 50-minute start, I think it went out not too bad. Yeah, no, not bad. A little bit of murder. <laughs> when they got together, it was murder. Murder. Just, just end the podcast. A bit of heart-to-heart. Just end the podcast. As a just quality a show. Quality show. They should do a, a reboot of Columbo as well. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Columbo is? Okay, let's end the podcast before David explains what Columbo is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, I mean, who wants to kind of end us off then? I might as well. You are technically the host. Technically. Yeah, then, David. I've we'll never, give you permission. I've, ne- I've never wanted to be the host, but... So, yeah, please visit our website. It's oneupgaming.co.uk. Go to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. We have official merchandise, like T-shirts and mugs. A lot of them with John Hare's beautiful face. Just go to bluecyborg.com and search One Up Gaming. Sorry, I'm scratching my nose and forgot. I, yeah, I forgot to speak. <laughs> we have Amazon links on the website, which basically, if you want to order anything from Amazon, click on the link, takes you straight to Amazon, order what you want, pay no extra, but because Amazon know you've come from our site, we get a small percentage of that sale. And when I say small, I mean about half a percent of that sale, which is... So help us get that half a percent, guys. Yeah. I mean, as I said last week, my mum bought something for 70 quid and I got £2 for it. Nice. So, yay. Amazon, they they know how to do stuff. And the thing is, you can't take the money out unless you've got £50. So it can be sat there for months. Like, oh, we've got £15, come on. Someone else buy something. Slowly accumulating. Yeah, so we've got Twitch... Which, I think we'll have to start using it a little bit more, you know. But yeah, it's just, it's twitch.tv slash O-U-G official. I mean, I might start streaming just on the morning, I might just turn you on for 10, 20 minutes. But I, I, I think you need to have proper programming schedules on Twitch. You really do, you need to know when you're coming on and off. Yeah. I mean, we tried doing that, but I think it failed miserably. It's not just coming on and playing a game, it's the fact that you have to come on, play a game, talk, and it takes longer than what you think. But you can find us on Facebook, just search 1UP Gaming. We're on YouTube, just search 1UP Gaming. We're on Twitter, you can tweet us at OUG Official. You can email us at contact at 1UPGaming.co.uk. And the podcasts themselves, just search 1UP Gaming. Please subscribe to us and Give us some feedback, leave some reviews and star ratings. Helps when people are searching for podcasts about crap, which is what we are. Just verbal diarrhea. We're a little bit better than that. No, not completely. (laughs) I mean, we might be like, we might be like, solid. Should I change the name of the show to the OUG Verbal Diarrhea Podcast? Oh God, please don't. I tell you what, it'd probably get a lot more views. I, I don't know if you're wrong or not. I, I don't even want to contemplate if he's wrong or not. 
Oh, we could call it the OEG, the Neo-Nazis podcast. Okay, no, 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 no. Thank no, you no, no. very much for listening. All right. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, my name's Chris. I'm Matt. That's I, Matt. I, I guess I'm David. And there you go. Hey, hope, you, hope we see you guys next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say... I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.